Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. So... Today, we're going to be learning all about using iBooks with Matt Volbrecht. And reading is, this is a subject that I was telling him is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm Mika, and I have Shannon with me. And (laughs) and Matt is definitely going to be the one doing the presenting. It will not be me. Um, (laughs) And Matt, I'm hoping that you will, I've used, I've used, um, I've peaked in on iBooks before, and um, I don't really know a whole lot about it. I typically use the Kindle app, but I would love to learn how to use <laughs> iBooks because if there's something that I need to be doing more of right now, it's spending more money. So, really, <laughs> <laughs> that economy. We we can always we can always come up with ways to do that, right? I mean, that's- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's all yours, Matt. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks so so much. I appreciate it. And definitely glad to be here. Uh, yeah, you know, there are so many apps for reading. And I know some folks prefer to use things like Bard, you know, the Bard mobile app. Um, and, and, and that's great. And there's lots of other fantastic ones, too. That's just one that comes to mind right away. And that's absolutely wonderful. Um, but I want to share this app as well, because, you know, it's preloaded, pre-installed, so it ships with every single iPad and iPhone and iPod Touch and even the Mac. And of course, we're talking about Apple Books or formerly iBooks. It was officially uh, renamed with iOS 12, I believe. And it is fully accessible. It's got lots and lots of features. And um, there's a variety of prices of books and so on. And, And you can also bring your own types of documents into this Apple Books app as well for reading later. So the first thing that I want to do, and then we'll do some demos and further descriptions and take questions and all these great things. But um, the first thing I want to do is just describe a little bit about Apple Books, what it does, and also what it doesn't do. And then uh, also talk about the types of books that are supported in the Apple Books app. So Apple Books is definitely a digital book reader app, plain and simple. That's the easiest way to describe it. Again, it is preloaded on every Apple device. If you have deleted it, either inadvertently or intentionally, you can certainly re-download it from the App Store. But it is, if you get a new device, it is on there already. Now, Apple Books is great for all types of digital books. And we will, as I said, we'll describe the different kinds that there are. I just want to very quickly talk about what it's not. So Apple Books is not an editor for your digital books. If you want to be able to edit files, you've got to use something like Apple Pages or Notes or, you know, there's a lot of third-party apps that can edit. And by the way, Pages is perfectly capable of creating stunning digital books, which is a, a really a topic for another time. But the other thing that Apple Books will not do is OCR, or optical character recognition. So if you have an image-based PDF, which we all know there's plenty of those out there in the wild, if you have an image-based PDF, 
you're going to have to run it through something else first before attempting to read it in Apple Books. And that something else could be uh, an app like Prismo. It could be an app like Voice Dream Scanner. Um, there are, yeah, there's, there's a ton of apps again, and, and that's really a subject for a different, uh, a different time. And we may do that. Uh, but I just want to point that out that if you have PDFs, they cannot be image based. You're going to have to process them elsewhere first. Certainly there are plenty of apps for, you know, iOS devices that will do it, but you got to process them and then import them into Apple books. Now, Apple books is directly integrated with Apple's storefronts. In this case, the Apple bookstore. And so you can buy and download books, some of them free as well, uh, right from the app. And um, they maintain great tools for discovery, New York Times bestsellers, all sorts of things like that. And of course, as I said, there are some free ones. You can purchase others. And it even supports audiobooks. And so we're going to talk about that here in a moment. And then um, last but certainly not least, as I said, you can import your own books into Apple Books, and it's a great way to, to organize and store your books. It supports collections, and it supports a lot of interactive features within books as well. So to begin to uh, tell you a little more about the kinds of things you can do with Apple Books, I want to talk about the different kinds of books that are supported in the Apple Books app. And because we were just talking about OCR, I'm going to get this one out of the way first. It's probably arguably the least interesting of the different types, but still very important. And that is the PDF. So Apple Books will read text-based PDFs. And if you receive or create a PDF in any way, Apple Books is a great place to keep it. You can easily access it later and read through it with voiceover. And so this is a, a great app for, uh, you know, opening, saving, viewing PDFs. You can, if you receive a PDF, for example, in Safari or via email, you can simply choose the share option and say copy to Apple Books or copy to Books, and it will do that for you. And so this is a, a fantastic way to uh, keep track of your PDFs and read them when you need to. Now, the next kind, we're going to get into these actual digital book types that are supported here in the Apple Books app. And the first one, is officially known as the EPUB, E-P-U-B, or we might just call this a, a, a standard ebook. Now, this is, EPUB is an open standard that works with just about every digital book reader software or hardware that's out there. Um, and this is the first type of book that is supported by Apple Books. Now, EPUBs can be purchased from the Apple Bookstore, but they can also be created and they can be sort of sideloaded through, uh, again, the, the share sheets in, in the Files app or the Mail app or wherever you might download one from. And so it's very, very easy to get EPUB books into the Apple Books app. Now, EPUBs are great um, and they they really are what you're going to see for the majority of books that are like novels, uh, you know, just, just, just plain text, maybe a few photos. They can support photos. They can support uh, web links. They have a table of contents. And thanks to some work that Apple has done, they can even support some additional things like video. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But the EPUB is a very interesting file because it is typically designed to be what is called reflowable. Now, what this means, 
uh, sometimes referred to as reflowable, sometimes referred to as the classic layout. These books are designed to work on any screen size of any device. And so this could be a variety of Apple devices, right? iPhones, iPads, you know, uh, it could be your Mac. It could also be the Barnes and Noble Nook or the Amazon Kindle, I believe, can support EPUBs. It's not their default format, but I believe it will read them. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of other devices out there that have e-reading technology. And so an EPUB will work across the board. It's very much platform agnostic, as they say, and it will work on any of these. What that means, however, is that there are going to be some unusual things that if you're, if you're familiar with reading traditional, you know, soft cover or hard cover physical books or, you know, even braille books, you know, there's always page numbers and, you know, you can easily say, well, that's on page 85, you know, well, that doesn't happen with reflowable EPUBs because when you are using an iPad, the screen is larger. And then there's, you know, portrait and landscape mode. So you might be on page 85 on your iPad and someone with an iPhone, a much smaller screen, less real estate for a page, you know, might be on page 263 for the same content. So it's designed to automatically adapt to the screen size. Now, this is fine when you're reading, um, but there may be some cases, textbooks and otherwise, where you might want to have specific page numbers. Because of this, and, and for a lot of other reasons, Apple has created some additional book options, one of them being known as the fixed layout book, and then the other one being known more as the, uh, they used to call them uh, iBooks, enhanced books, now they're just calling them enhanced books. And these all fit into this exclusive Apple technology, this format that is designed only for Apple devices. And this is the other type of book that Apple Books will read. Now, these books have, as I said, a fixed layout, which means that there is a mode, whether it's portrait or landscape is up to the author, uh, but there is a mode that the book works best in, and there are going to be specific page numbers. So you can actually tell somebody, turn to page 65, whatever the case may be. Because of this, though, there are a lot of additional features that are available in this exclusive sort of proprietary format. Now you can have things like read aloud books where these are great for kids, where you can open a book, there's a narrated voice, maybe there's music in the background, but there's a narrated voice that actually is reading to you. And as it's reading, you're seeing the, the text scroll on screen as well, if you can see. And this way, it's great for kids to be able to follow along with their book as it's reading. There are also other exclusive types of features in this, like intro videos that automatically play when the book opens and a whole lot more. Now, these fixed layout books are great for, um, as I said, textbooks and read aloud kids books. They're great for cookbooks and photo books, graphic novels, that type of thing. So we've talked about these enhanced Apple Books, as well as EPUBs, and of course, PDFs. And there's one more type of book that Apple Books handles, and that is the audiobook. Most often, the audiobooks you get are going to need to come from the Apple Books store. And for the longest time, they were produced by Audible exclusively. There was an exclusive contract between Apple 
and Audible for the production of every audiobook on the Apple Bookstore. I believe, don't hold me to this, but I believe that that expired a couple years ago, and now it's possible for non-Audible audiobooks to be put on the Apple Bookstore as well. Also, in theory, if you're comfortable with the technology and you have uh, a Mac or a PC with iTunes, it is possible, in theory, to import your own audiobooks into the Apple Books app. But it does require some additional know-how. It's it's not just as simple as taking any audio file you have and you know emailing it to yourself or something like that. There's other adjustments that have to be made to the file and so on to make it conform to the proper standards for an audio book. And so um, for the most part, I think it's just easier to say and safe to say your audio books have to come from the Apple Books store. This also means if you have an Audible subscription directly to Audible, those books are not typically going to be uh, easily opened in the Apple Books app. But you can purchase your audiobooks right from the Apple Books app. Now, the great thing about books in the Books app is that Apple has, again, added some features to just take them above and beyond what you can do in other apps. And so these books are very much interactive. Okay, Books can include audio clips, videos, web video from YouTube can be like embedded right into the book, photo galleries, which are great for anybody that can see, and a whole lot more. Not only that, but it's possible to simply tap on a word and look it up in the dictionary. It's possible to highlight your passages in in the book, to uh, have bookmarks, and of course, to even make notes right in line in the books. Now, Because of iCloud, everything is synced automatically across all of your devices that are signed into the same Apple ID, including your reading progress, your bookmarks, your notes, and more. And thanks to family sharing, you can purchase a book, even an audio book, with one Apple ID and share it with up to five additional, total of six Apple IDs. Books are easy to update. And you don't typically have to pay again to get an update. And this is revolutionary for textbooks and anything where the version matters. If there's going to be book updates, it's so easy to update them later. The Reading Now tab is where it all begins. And I'm going to demo that for you in a moment. And this is going to display a list of the books you are actively reading, as well as a daily reading goal. Now, by default, they only ask you to read five minutes a day. You can turn that off. You can increase it. You can do whatever you want with it. In addition to that, in the Reading Now tab, you're going to see a list of books that are recommended for you. And this gets better and better the more you use and the longer you use the books app because it keeps track of what you're reading and uses that to make future recommendations. The Library tab is the tab where you can view every book that you have purchased, books that are living on your device, as well as books that are in iCloud. And by the way, if you import a book that you did not buy from the bookstore, but as I said, you kind of sideload it onto the um, iPad or iPhone, even those books will get uploaded to iCloud if you allow them to, so that they're still available on all of your devices. The library tab allows you to make collections which are types of books based upon mood, category, or a variety of other things. And Apple has made some great default collections for us already. Things like audio books and uh, purchased books, PDFs, and more. And then you have the store tabs where you can 
Search for and discover books and audiobooks, New York Times bestsellers, and a whole lot more. And finally, the search tab, of course, is going to allow us to do a universal search both in our library as well as in the Apple Bookstore for any titles, authors, or anything else that we want. So I think the best way to do this, as usual, is a demo. So let's, uh, let's get started with a few demos, and then we'll pause and take some questions. And Matt, you, yes. you may, you may want to, um, when this, this app, this books app, I think is way underutilized uh, by people because they just haven't really gotten into it. Um, and uh, you may want to talk about the layout, you know, when you first open the books app what you're going to see and these five tabs that are across the bottom that you started to talk about, you know, that, um, and right. so yes. Um, and related to updates, um, I cannot remember are the Apple manuals when you do download them, are they automatically updated or do you have to search those out and update you, them? You, you have to, as of at least right now in iOS 13, uh, you have to update them yourself. Uh, and that is something which, if we have time, I'll demo uh, how to do that. Yeah, great. Um, I think it would be good for people because they're as yes. if they download the manuals, like we always suggest when somebody gets a device, you know, um, get that manual, you know, for the iPod or the Apple TV or the watch um, and and really sit down and listen to that manual. Go through it because there's so much you can learn. Yes, I, I think that's the best way. And it's one of the first books I'll demonstrate because everybody can get it because it's free. And these are updated every major release. And I'm not just talking about like iOS 12, iOS 13, iOS 14, but like 13.1, 13.2, 13.3. Each time there is a, you know, even though that's sort of an incremental update, but it's not as incremental as like 13.4.8 or something like that, you know. So anytime there's an update with any significant changes or new features, Apple does release an update to the user guides. And these user guides truly are the best way to learn and to fully know your Apple devices and, and the various apps and services that uh, that they offer and that, you know, that are integrated with them because at, these are written directly by Apple. I always recommend to people to download the Apple books, um, to download the user guide for your Apple products and then start with, if you're a voiceover user, that is, start with the voiceover section. Read that first, learn voiceover, then come back and read the book from the beginning and sort of make the inferences in your mind and make the connections so that now, when you're reading about how to make phone calls, if it says tap the phone icon, you already know because you've read the voiceover chapter, oh, that means I have to double tap. So you can make those connections once you learn voiceover. So I always recommend skipping ahead to the voiceover section and then coming back to the beginning of the book and reading it. So we will demonstrate the Apple books, um, the Apple user, one of the Apple user guides I'll open, and I'll open a couple different kinds of books to show you the kinds of things you can do. And uh, um, I actually have a um, book, and I promise I'm not just saying this as a plug because the book is free anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I actually have a book, two different books that I've uh, written on the, um, that are on the Apple Bookstore that I'm going to refer you to because they're both free. And one of them especially is very, very interactive. And so it will give you a chance to, uh, to sort of explore the different things you can do 
uh, with these um, with these types of books as well, and I don't have to worry about copyright uh, infringement or anything if I demo them for you because I hold the copyright. So <laughs> we're going to um, we're going to launch Apple Books here, and I need to raise the volume of my iPad. But uh, all right, let's do that. Double tap to open. Okay, so we're going to open up the Books, books app. Books reading now heading. Okay, very very first time you open it, you might get an introductory splash screen and maybe be asked to verify your Apple ID password or something. But um, I, you know, am already in, and so uh, you heard it say reading now. And as as Rita and I both said, we're going to show you the uh, the tabs uh, on the bottom of the screen. Now I will point out just to start putting this in your mind, uh, be, so you are aware. Um, on the iPad, uh, and I'm allowed to say this because this was introduced on stage. I can't get into detail about it yet because that's confidential, but I'm allowed to at least address it a little bit. Um, Apple is introducing what they call app sidebars in iPad OS 14. It will not affect your iPhone. It will affect your iPad and it will change the way many apps look. It will not decrease the accessibility. They'll still work fully with voiceover, but it's just a redesign of a lot of key apps and where things are. So we're going to be offering free iPad courses again uh, this coming year. I highly encourage you to take those and, and, and we'll give you info on it as we progress. But I'm pointing that out because I don't know, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at Apple Books in iPad OS 14 uh, very recently, if at all. And even if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you but there's a very good possibility that these app sidebars will change the layout of Apple Books on the iPad. For now, though, the way it's laid out is you have tabs across the bottom, which we're very used to. And, uh, yeah, I do believe Rita's correct. There are five of them. Selected. Reading now. Yeah. Tab. One of five. There's your yes, first and tab. Reading now. And and I'll, go ahead, Rita. Sorry. That's okay. No, no. Just interject. Um, uh for especially for uh, parents, you know, or, or grandparents who are visually impaired and they want to sit down with their grandchild and read a book, the iPad layout is so good for that because, you know, if the sighted child can sit there, you could turn on an audio book. Like, for example, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas is a book that was free um, in the uh, bookstore uh, at Christmas time. And I got it, and it's animated and narrated, and the pages turn. You could turn them automatically, have them turn automatically. I and think so you, I demoed that one, too, didn't I, in the audio recording? I, I, I think so. I think yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have it. I'll, I'll demo it today if I find it quick, yeah. Um, okay, and so yeah. anyway, really, really cool for uh, a visually impaired person to be able to sit with their child or grandchild and, and do this together as an activity. And let me let me add to that if we have any parents, grandparents, you know, guardians of kids on here or anybody else who's wondering, because this is a bit of a, a soapbox with me, but I promise I'll keep it short. Um, I'm, I'm glad Rita brought that up because uh, there was an article not too long ago, and there's a whole school of thought that says that it's not the same if your kids are using digital books, that you lose the interactivity with your kids and blah, blah, blah. I could not disagree with that article more. You know, it is, it's entirely what you make of it as a parent, as a grandparent. It is no different because you can see the text, 
You can stop anytime you want. When I read digital books, with, I mean, I read to my kids. This is the first time in my life putting Braille aside, but you know, they're the fastest Braille reader is never going to be as fast as a sighted reader because you can't read ahead, really. You know, you got to read as you go, as you come to it. I mean, you can, but it's, you know, and so, you know, I, I read to my kids with Apple books and we stop and we talk about what we read and we do ask questions and I do let them see the pictures. And if there's other interactive elements in the book, we do that. So it, it is every bit at least as good, if not better than what you can do with your kids with a, a physical uh, print book, you know, now you will have people who say, well, I just prefer to have that paper and physically turn the paper. Well, that's different. You know, that's just a personal preference thing, but you're not losing anything by doing it on a screen. In fact, you're gaining quite a lot. So, uh, that was just well, a little rant. Yeah. Rant. And it's accessible. You know, you can, right. it talks. <laughs> right. For right. So for, for us, yeah. it's critical. For us, yeah. it's absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's life-changing not to be melodramatic, yeah. but it yeah. really is. I see print is the, I call print the enemy. You know, it's just my <laughs> own little, you know, print is the enemy. And so, you know, if, if it talks, you know, uh, it's awesome. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I'm in the reading now tab. I will show you the other tabs real quick, just so we can remind you. Selected reading now, library, bookstore, audiobooks, search tabs. Yeah, I, just like I told you, library is the second one. There's two store tabs in there. One that just says bookstore and one that says audiobooks. They're both going to take you to the store pages and then the search tab, which again is your, of course, your universal search. So we're going to start with the reading now tab, because I think that once people get established in Apple books, this is where they'll spend a good portion of their time. And then of course you have these other tabs at the top left of the screen. Reading now, adding account button is a, is an account button. And this is where you can go to see your Apple ID see your purchased books and re-download them if you need to or, or view family members' purchases if you have family sharing. To the right. Reading now. Heading. Today's reading. Five minutes left. Okay, I haven't done any reading today in this app. And so it tells me that that's my, my reading goal there. And I... Current. Heading. This is current. Recent. Heading. These are recent books now that I'm currently reading or that it's going to recommend to me. And I don't even remember what's in here. So we'll all be surprised. Cover of Swift Playgrounds. <laughs> Learn to code one and two by Apple Education button. Okay. That's... Tap to continue and it's just double tap to continue reading where you left off. That is the Swift Playgrounds uh, coding book because I'm working on my Swift Playgrounds certification, uh, which is the next level of the Apple Teacher uh, certification. So that's the most recent book that I had open swift playgrounds okay there it is seven percent and i'm seven percent through that book more actions button more actions uh, allow you to do things like share the book favorite it um uh, various other options and and view it in the store uh ipad user guide by apple incorporated six percent completed button all right and i've i mean i've Swipe up or down to select a custom action then double tap to activate and i have read through that before but when you go back then it moves the percentage. Apollo 13 by James Lovell and Jeffrey Kluger, 2% completed button. That's been one of my favorite books since I was a kid, Apollo 13. How I Use My iPad During Quarantine by Maria Reyes, 45% completed. That was actually written by one of our students in a, in a contest uh, that we did this, um, this past summer. So that is not purchased from the bookstore. That was imported uh, but it shows up here in reading now and you get the idea. Everyone I can, can keep going. Everyone can create this, these different. Here's the book that I wrote about the Titanic. Titanic. 
the most complete story ever told. Anniversary edition by Matthew Volbrecht, 4% completed. And we, we are going to open that up because, as I said, I don't have to worry about copyright infringements or anything. And it is a free book that you can all download if you are so interested and you want to play with the Apple Books app. Everyone's all right, we're going to keep going past the other books that I'm currently reading, and I'm going to show you that. Here's the next section. Want to read. Want to read. Heading. And you can turn on want to read for any book in the bookstore. And so it will show you the books that you have sort of marked as these are books I want to read. And then we have after that, we have a heading of for you, for you, which these are recommended books now that it thinks that I would like. And they're in the bookstore. So you get the idea. This reading now tab, very similar to for those who are users of the Apple TV app, you know, the watch now tab. Um, and, and again, uh, because Apple announced it on stage, I can say that even in the music app, that's going to be coming as like a listen now tab, I think they're calling it or something like that, which again, it, it's always this combination. Apple is so good at this stuff. And it's this combination of what is currently in play, what you're already listening to or reading or watching or whatever the case may be, combined with recommendations that Apple you know, makes whether they're hand curated by humans or whether it's, you know, machine learning that makes the suggestions. But either way, they're always good. They, you know, and, and they learn your behavior, your taste, your patterns, and then they use that to make recommendations. Now, of course, we can always uh, choose to take a more active role in it as well. Here's the library tab. Library tab, two of five. Now here. Books, edit, button, edit. I can edit my, my books and collections. Library, heading, collections, button. All right. I can view the collections that... 194 books, 31 series, 25 audiobooks, 10 PDFs, 8 items. Okay. So those are all the different... I have 194 books, 31 series, 25 audiobooks, 10 PDFs, and 8 items must be indicating that there are 8 books that need to be updated or otherwise require attention, which that's really the only reason that they would require any attention. Source. And then here I have some sorting options. Source. Manually. Button. List view. Button. New. The Giver Movie Tie-In Edition. Lois Lowry. 0% finished. How I use my iPad. New. Right. Numbers user. So these appear to be sorted by the purchase date right now, but you can double tap on that sort icon and choose whether you sort them by title or you sort them manually or you sort them you know, however you want to do that. Uh, so you have, you have some choices there as well. And then of course the, uh, I'm not going to, uh, get into right now the, um, the bookstore or the audiobooks tab. They are both store tabs. They function very much like the, um, the, you know, app store where you can see and discover different titles and stuff. And then, uh, the search tab, I will go ahead and show you just so that search tab search heading all right so books audiobooks and authors search field double tap to edit so if i want to search i can search for books audiobooks authors and i'm just going to show you because we we recommended to you that you get the user guides from apple so i'm just going to type and i could have dictated it also but i'm just going to type apple user guide and what i'm going to do is i'm going to search for that and hit search you're going to see Mastering Apple. Okay, Apple here it is now. Apple user guide search field. Double tap to edit. If we swipe to the right, cancel button. Bookstore heading. We have 
audiobooks heading two tabs bookstore and not two tabs but two headings bookstore and audiobooks there actually is a third heading which says in your library but apparently i don't have any of those books downloaded onto this ipad so they're not showing up in my library even though they are there uh, I, I need to download them. So that's just how it designates that. But bookstore heading. Here's the bookstore. T- and, and let's see all button. iPhone user guide by Apple Incorporated button. Very first search result is the iPhone user guide by Apple. If I double tap on it, it's a store page, just like an app store. iPhone you close button. There's your close button, which double tap to dismiss the popover. That's how you go back to the um, previous search results page in this case cover dimmed image the cover document keypad possible text user guide iphone tv all right that is the book cover image for the iphone user guide iphone user guide heading author apple incorporated but 3.9 stars 2059 ratings button gift dimmed button you can gift a book to someone else you'll notice that is dimmed it's grayed out why because this is a free book anyway. So there's no gifting of, of free books. Um, you can share it, but you don't need to gift it. More actions button. More actions. Download button. And download. If I already had a copy of the book, it would say read. Or it would say update if it needed an update. Remember, we told you that you go in there manually to find these updates. That's exactly how you do it. That's one way to do it anyway. Just search for the book and hit update if it's available. In my case, it is not downloaded, so I can just choose download. I can also, um, if it were, if I had never had it before, it would say get. Or if there were a fee, just like in the App Store, it would say you know nine dollars and ninety nine cents or whatever the amount would be. So we're gonna just hit download. It's download. basically a re-download, but I want to show you that. Want to read off button to the right of it is a want to read icon. You can turn that on if you want to mark it as basically like a wish list sample button. you can get a sample of it now again for a free book there's really no benefit to that for a paid book you can get a free sample and at least see whether you think you're going to like the book or not um we're just going to go ahead and download it download button download button and we'll check here downloading button it's downloading all right when it when it changes to open or read i think it says read i'll uh i'll do that there it is it's read all right Red. It's loading the book. Library button. And now I have a back button, but it's not called back. It's called library at the upper left of the screen. And that has taken me into the um, actual book. Now, I see no harm in reading this, even though it's not my book. It's free anyway, so I don't, I don't think there'd be any copyright restrictions. But I will switch to the Titanic book here in a moment, just so we're sure. But uh, let me just tap on the middle of the screen. Page 536 of 1,123. Tap the payment bubble, then tap cancel payment. Now, why did it start there? It started there because it remembered my progress. Even though I didn't have this downloaded to this device, it knew my progress because of iCloud. And so it put me right back where I left off. Now, I'm going to show you how to read in the Titanic book. So I want to go back to the library, upper left of the screen. Table of content, library, button. And we'll go back. And I'm going to close this search result page. I'm going to go down to reading now and find the Titanic book. Which oh, I know what I did here. Okay, right, here we go. Almost there. There it is, the Titanic. Okay. Titanic. 
the most complete story. This book has a um an library button. There we go. This book has a an interactive um image gallery in it of Titanic photos, and because of that, it seems to on the first launch of the book, it seems to cause the Apple Books app to crash. Now, I have been in touch with Apple developer support about that. They can't really diagnose why it's happening. They have, you know, gone through the book and it meets all of their qualifications. They don't really know why it's causing the Apple Books app to crash on the first launch. But I have actually put a note in the book description on the bookstore to tell people if that happens, just force quit your books app, relaunch it, and it will work perfectly the second time around. So I don't know why it happens. Apple doesn't appear to, to really know why it happens, but sometimes it does. But if you do it a second time, it will open. And when it does, as I said, we're going to be taken into the book. We have a library button at the top left. And that is our, our back button that will take us out of the book and back to the, the uh, book library or reading now tab or store tab, wherever we last were. Library button. All right. Now let's swipe to the right and see what else we have in this book. Every book that you open in Apple Books is going to have the same sort of buttons above the actual text, okay? Table of contents button. So there's a table of contents button. And sometimes there's also a glossary in there. This one doesn't have a glossary, but it does have a table of contents. Matthew Volbrecht, heading. There's the author name. Titanic, the most complete story ever told. Anniversary edition. And the book title. Appearance button. There's the appearance button. Change appearance. This allows us to do, well, let me just show you. Brightness, 54%. Adjustable. Decrease font size. Increase font size. Button. Fonts. Original. Color theme, selected, white, sepia, gray, night, but auto night theme, switch button, on, scrolling view, switch button. All right, so you can see I'm going to just dismiss pop-up. I'm going to get out of that. But you can see that it uh, it allows you to choose the font and the font size, and it allows you to choose the color theme, and it has the auto night mode so that it, at night it will automatically change to a dark theme. Um the other thing we had was the table of contents. And then we can search within the book for any text. Page bookmark off button. We can bookmark the current page. Again, we don't really have to do that because it will keep our progress automatically. But maybe we want to bookmark a page for a different reason. Maybe we want to remember to come back to that page for something. So we can certainly bookmark if we want to. Now, another swipe to the right. Four one. Where it all began, vertical line Titanic, the most complete story ever told, anniversary edition, spring, 1909, the rugged North Atlantic is a vast and potentially dangerous... All right, that's actually the text of the book, and I'll, I'll focus on that again in a moment, but just to go to the right again. Page chooser, page nine, adjustable, double tap and hold, then drag left or right to change the page, swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. So there's two different ways you can... Actually, there's three different ways, really, you can turn the page... Using that page selector, you can just swipe up and down. You can also uh, drag it. It's, it just described that to you. But there's also that good old 
three finger scroll to the left and to the right to change pages, which is another easy way to change pages. And then you just have some more information like page number eight of 234 heading page number nine of 234 heading 13 pages left in this chapter. 13. Okay. And, and because you heard it say page eight and then page nine, this is in landscape mode. So you really have two pages showing up on the screen here. Actually, from an accessibility standpoint, it's probably a little bit better to read your books in portrait mode. doesn't really have to happen that way, but I kind of prefer it. Um, but I do most everything else in landscape, so that's why I'm in landscape right now. Uh, so let's go back to the text where we can do a two-finger swipe down if we want to continuous read. Um, this is not exactly the beginning of the book. It's pretty close, but it is chapter one. And I'll just read a little bit of this page. So, okay, I'm on it. I'm gonna. I'm on the text area. I'm just gonna do a two finger swipe down. Spring 1909. The rugged North Atlantic is a vast and potentially dangerous stretch of ocean in the Chile province of Greenland, particularly stretching along the west coast. Glaciers are ever present, culminating from thousands of years of snowfall. Though this is not a heavy snowfall area, once snow arrives, it is there to stay. Is a giant ice cap nearly two miles thick at its thickest point, blanketing this nation. Imagine an enormous bowl of ice. The side of the bowl... All right, so anyway, this is um, part of the book. If I want to, I can just let that read. And because it's doing a continuous read, it will automatically change pages for me. I don't even have to turn the page. As soon as it gets to the end of this page, it will turn the page and keep on reading. If I want to manually turn the page, I told you I had a few different ways to do it. I'll just three-finger scroll. As long as you're on the text area, you can do that. I'll go to the three-finger scroll to the left, which goes to the next page. Pages 10 to 11 of 234. And we can read now. For years now and had already been aboard many ships, so he was used to the routine. Even better, this wasn't just any ship. This was the Titanic, the largest, grandest, most luxurious, and safest ship afloat. It would have been anyone's dream to work on such a beauty, and Jack had been the one to realize that dream. Even the wireless accommodations were better here than on other ships. For one thing, the sound of the signal sent from Titanic was stronger and more melodic than the typical malignant crackling that was the stuff of Phillips' day. Besides, in this case, Phillips was not the only one working the wireless room. All right, so it will keep reading for me. And again, I can two-finger swipe down and just let it read until I want to stop, and it'll just keep turning the page, and it's as easy as that. Now... There are some other things, and, and what we're going to do, I'm going to uh, do one other thing for you and then get some questions and then do a, a, another little demo before we close for today. But I, I want to um, do one thing before we go to the questions, and that is I want to show you, I've already shown you that you can change the appearance, you can bookmark the page, but there's also a lot of rotor actions. And I want to just show you one of my favorites right now, which is looking up a word in the dictionary. What we need to do is we need to select a word, and we have text selection available in our rotor. So I'm going to set the rotor to... Vertical navigate headings contain blank words. Words. And I'm going to swipe down until I find a word I want to look up here. Three, colon, PM. Oops. Let's see. i got to be on the text first. Yeah. I wasn't even in the right place. Okay, there we go. Let me go. And had already been aboard. Many ships. Let's just look ships. up the word aboard. Aboard. All right. I'm going to go to text selection. Lines. Text selection. I'm going to make sure I'm Swipe on right to word selection. words, and I'm going to select aboard. Aboard. Selected. 
Now I'm going to turn the rotor to live word actions. Uh, is it actions that I want? Bookmark page activate. No, it's edit. I think. Edit. Yep, edit. Under edit, copy. We can copy what we've selected. Highlight. Highlight it. Add note. Add a note to it. Look up. Look it up in the dictionary. We can also share selection. Share the selection. Like if we want to share a passage. Search. We can search. When you do a search for that word, it not only searches it within the book, but it searches it on Wikipedia. It does a Google search. It searches basically like doing a spotlight search for the word that you've looked up. Copy. And again, we're at copy. So let's just look look it up. Now, these again are rotor actions that he's taking. They are rotor actions. And you'll notice it's... Oh, I'm sorry, Rita. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. (laughs) So it has a board here and we can... Done button. There's the done button when we are done with this screen, but... Dictionary. Heading. A middle dot board vertical line schwa modifier vertical line board vertical line adverb bullet on or into a ship aircraft train or other vehicle New Oxford American Dictionary button. There was your definition Actions with a pronunciation key. Series suggested websites heading. Now notice it's not just the dictionary definition it's given me. If I keep going, I got series suggested websites that have to do with the word aboard. Aboard dictionary on board. Into or within a ship or a boat, hence into or within a railway car. And that's using um, from around 1350 to 1470. Well, that's interesting. And that that is um, that's Wiktionary. Definition of a board vertical line dictionary.com. There's dictionary.com. Autism support and PA vertical line aboard autism resources and autism help. Search web button. Now we got search the web. Manage dictionaries. And we can manage the different dictionaries that are in there. And depending on what the word is, that I happen to look up, I would it would affect the types of results that I got. Like if the word movie appeared in a book and I looked that word up, instead of probably the dictionary definition, the first thing it would probably want to show me is like, uh, you know, popular movies or movie tickets or theaters or something, you know. So it just is going to depend on what you look up. But that's what's so cool about this. So one other thing here is I didn't actually show you the table of contents because that is important. I mentioned it to you. It's at the very top of the screen. Table of contents button. Uh, just to the right of the library button. Table of contents button. And I just want to show that to you. Table of contents books share button. All right. Oh, and I think I got. Titanic. Let me see. Matthew Volk. I think it. All right. There we go. So this is the table of contents. Titanic. Resume button. I thought I got a notification that I met my reading goal. Selected contents button bookmarks button notes button three of three. You notice there are three choices there: contents bookmarks and notes. So if I had been making bookmarks or notes in this book, I could switch to those views and then I could find those notes that I had made or those bookmarked pages. But I'm in the table of contents right now. And that's the first one of those three. And you can just go through the chapters and you'll see all the chapter names in this book that I've written about the Titanic. Cover image credit, page one. Well, the page one is the cover, cover image stuff. Forward. Page two. The forward is page two. Dedications. Page four. One. Where it all began. Page six. Two. Impressively grand. Incredibly vulnerable. Page 23. Three. Oh, the humanity. Page 50. Four. Perfection interrupted. Page 73. Five. On the floating palace. You get the idea. So any one of these that I want, I can jump to that chapter. And it will take me right to it, and I can start reading from there. The other thing I want to show you 
I keep saying one more thing, but this really is the last thing before questions. I promise. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm also, I'm also a preacher. They say when you're a preacher, you can say three times that you're going to close before you really do. So <laughs> uh, this is the, this, I, I want to show you that even the image gallery is accessible and useful to those of us with voiceover. Now, by the way, I created this entire book in Apple pages and the image gallery, there's features in pages that allow you to properly tag your images. So we're going to go to an image gallery. Now, why would a blind person want an image gallery? Well, I'm about to show you. Eight, not 10, echoes, Titanic image gallery, page 230, selected. Now, Titanic in books, 15 ending notes, vertical line, Titanic, All right. page chooser, go back, pay, go back, Here's our page chooser. 15 ending notes, vertical line, Titanic, the most complete story ever told, anniversary edition, Titanic image gallery, Titanic in 1912, ending notes, find out what happened to Titanic. All right, Titanic in 1912. Now, what I want to do is I want to show you that, let me see where it is here. I got to make sure I'm on the right thing. Uh, Oh, those are the those are the ending notes. Okay, so I want this. This is the image gallery. Fourteen Titanic image got previous image. We can go to the previous image. Next image. Next image. And Titanic in 1912. It says that that image is the Titanic in 1912. Now we're going to go to the next image. Next image. Swipe another Titanic photo. There's another Titanic photo. Titanic's captain. There's a picture of Titanic's captain. Titanic's crew. There's a picture of the crew. Grand staircase. There's a picture of the grand staircase. First class dining room. There's the first class dining room. Titanic's swimming pool. There's a picture of the swimming pool. First class passengers. There's a picture of some of the first class. So you get the point. This is not like, you know, image A17B68. This is actually telling you what you're seeing. And theoretically, I could have described it in more detail as well in that feature in Apple Pages, but they're, they're all captioned so that at least you know what images you are dealing with. And so I really think that's exciting that that is, you know, that this is available to us in that way. Rita, I will let you, do you have anything you want to add before? We got to, I want to show them one other thing yet today, but before we do that, we'll take some questions. You want to add anything first though? No, I'm good. Good. Go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't we take some some questions there, uh, Shannon or Mika, whoever's It's running. Mika again. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, so I have a question first. Okay. <laughs> um, I was doing what you were doing when you went to go select a word. Right. Um, and two things. One, I did not see text selection in my rotor. And two, when I went to edit, it was only on the only option that I got was the search option. Okay, so the only reason you got the search option is because nothing was selected. But the the text selection thing is one of those things you have to add to the rotor if it's not already in there. So if you don't okay. normally have it in there, you you'll have to go over to uh, your accessibility settings, and it's uh, it's, it's settings accessibility voiceover, voiceover and rotor rotor <laughs> yeah and then text selection okay. you want to make sure that is actually selected and yes the, when when nothing is selected you're correct the only thing that will show up in the edit rotor menu is search well this explains a lot this explains why nothing i've done has been working so far <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay thank you and now we're yep. going to go to our 
questions. Mary hopped. Hi. 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 Hi there. I um I have I've been having I'm having the same problem that Mika's having, except that I do have text selection in my rotor. I always have that in my rotor. And I'm not finding it when I, you know, when I try to, when you were, I try to follow along with what you're doing. And when I was doing that, I could not find text selection at that point. Now, um, what version of iOS are you running? I just downloaded and installed 13.6 this morning. Okay. Um, what is the, what type of book do you know if it's, is it one that you purchased from the bookstore? No, I actually downloaded it from another website. All right. So do you know by any chance if it's a PDF or an EPUB or any of, do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Because the thing is, there could be, depending on the way the book is coded, uh-huh. there may, that may be the reason you're not seeing the text selection option. Unfortunately, you know, Apple gives developers the tools to do the various things, but it's it's kind of like the old, you know, lead a horse to water saying if they don't implement those the way that they ought to, then Apple Books may not see that as a selectable area. And that may explain why you're not able to select the text, unfortunately. Okay, well, I'll um, when I when I practice a little later, I'll just go ahead and go to a book that I know came from the Apple store and try again. That's what I would suggest. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. All right. And then our next person, Beth. Oh, okay. Hi. I just wanted to say that I was hi. Hi there. Question. Hey, Matt. Um, I have a question about other book sources. I'm assuming that Apple Books does not have, everybody knows what Bookshare is, right? You know what book, about Bookshare, Matt? Yes. I mean, to a degree. Okay, well, it's it's a service where you pay a certain fee per year, and then you can download as many books as you want to download. So I'm not a member, but I, I just know the basics. So is there a way in Apple Books to do something like that instead of buying each book? It, it, is there such a thing, or is there a Kindle? Is there a way to do it using Kindle, or what's the deal with something like that model? The Apple Bookstore does not currently have that model. That's not to say that you couldn't bring a book in from another source that does. It depends on a lot of factors, you know, the the format, whether they're copy protected, you know, there's a lot of variables there that may prevent you from doing so. But theoretically, if you got a book from somewhere else, you could bring it into the Apple Books app. But as of right now, anyway, the Apple Books store does not have a, you know, a rental or a a loan or any kind of model like that. Now they do have a a pretty large selection of free books and also, you know, very discounted books, you know, $2.99, $3.99, but they currently you do have to buy books if you're getting them from Apple. Not a subscription. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for your question, Beth. And And, and Eric, at holidays or Christmas, uh, you know, certain times of the year, they'll offer books for free, you know, like Christmas, especially. Yeah. Wait for those sales, because I, I know that and, yeah. a lot of them have sales and free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your area code is 303, and you've just been unmuted. Can you hear me, Mika? Yes. Oh, is this Nancy? Yep. 
Hi, Nancy. Go ahead. Hey, Mika. Hi. Uh, I read a lot of PDFs, and a lot of them have tables and other complex formatting. How does this app uh, do with that kind of parsing of the file? Well, it will do fine if it is a text-based PDF. I personally think the world would be better if PDFs did not exist in their current form. That's just me. Uh, I think they, they are very, very challenging. They are unnecessarily so you know you could use epub or html and stuff as a as a developer but because they do exist you know we try to work within those confines and and that's okay and yes if it is text-based it should be okay but there are so many variables with pdfs even with text-based ones are they coded properly are they password protected are that you know there's a, a lot of room for you know i could tell you that it's going to work perfectly. And I could base that on my experience and then you could open one and it wouldn't work at all. You know? So unfortunately I wish I could give you a more definitive yes, but theoretically if the, if the PDF is not an image based file, okay, if it is text-based or if you've processed it through something else to make it text-based, it should be fine in, in the Apple books app. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Nancy. And uh, next, Pat from Pensacola. Uh, I have two questions. Well, first, I want to say I have an iPhone 6, and I do have the Apple book on my phone. So if I want to read a book, first thing, how do I do the continuous read because before, you know, I'd read a page and then you'd have to go to the next one and I'd like to do continuous read. And then the second thing, what is a rotor? All right. So the first one is easy to answer. And the second one, I'll I'll try to give you a quick description, but I'm also going to refer you to a website where you can get some more information because it's longer than just a a little, you know, quick answer. So your first one, if you want to do a continuous read, you're going to first make sure the focus is on the text area in Apple Books. So here, you don't want to do this. You don't want to be on the library button or the table of contents button. You want to find the part of the screen, keep swiping to the right until you hear some actual text. Like here's, oh, I got to get out of the image gallery uh, because there's no text in the image gallery. So let's go back to... A chapter here. Let's go back to, we'll pick chapter two. All right. So now I can find text as I swipe to the right. And I got text here. You see. Impressively grand, incredibly vulnerable vertical line Titanic, the most complete story ever told. Anniversary edition, being thrown into the depths of the Tartarus, a mythological hell. The third ship in the trio was originally supposed to be named Gigantic. That's reading text. Now, to continuous read, I'm just going to swipe down with two fingers while I'm in that text area being thrown into the depths and it starts reading right away. And that is the continuous read gesture with voiceover. It will automatically turn the pages for you. Now your second question. Back to the uh, continuous read. There was an issue. It's been, uh, wasn't there a, a problem at one point it stopped and now it I think it's been fixed with the updates. Uh, yeah, only the- only with certain books. There were certain ones that it actually was a problem, but that has been fixed. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what yep. I think that's what maybe she's referring. You know, some people 
you know, they'll, they'll try something and then it, it didn't work and it's like, Oh, it stopped reading, you know? And so it, yeah. there's updates that get fixed. So uh, anyway. Okay. Right. Absolutely. All right. So the other question you had was what is the rotor? The rotor is a, is a virtual on-screen control, which you activate by placing two fingers on screen and then turning them like you are turning a dial. And this rotor is very context-specific, so it works differently. Oh, go ahead, Rita. I was just going to say, the rotor is is like hitting the help menu, you know, when you do F1 on a PC or the Alt key for a menu. The rotor gives you options to be able to navigate and it's sensitive as to where you are. So like if you're in an editable field, if you turn the rotor, you'll get editing options. If you're just in a, a field where there's no editable text, you won't have an edit option, for example. So it's very sensitive as to where you are on your iPhone. Correct, correct. And so it's going to allow you to navigate by characters and words, to select text, to perform different actions on the text. And what I'm going to do at the end here is I'm going to give everybody uh, the website information to get a hold of me. And we have a, a tutorial on the rotor on that website, which you can listen to. It's just an audio tutorial. And I think that would be useful for you if you're new to the rotor. So we'll make sure we give that information before we close today. All right, I'm going to go to Vicky. Yes, hey, hey, Matt, this is Vicky. I have to tell you, I love all your presentations. Uh, I have a oh, quick question. Hey there. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm a, I've been a, a user of Apple products for seven years. Oh, that's uh, my awesome. Question, my question is this. It might really depend on the actual particular book. Do you know how uh, in Apple Books, if it handles columns very well? I'm thinking in particular of cookbooks. Because I've scanned some cookbooks, and sometimes it depends on the book, because you might have two recipes on a page going across, like one going down on the left and one going down on the right. But then when I've scanned them, it scans the whole line. And I just wondered, it may depend on the particular book and the publisher and, and the format. Yeah. So it, you know what? You're, you're exactly right that it is just going to depend on the specifics. Um, when... When you have a book that is like a recipe book or cookbook that you've purchased from the Apple Bookstore, it's going to be coded typically very well to allow for voiceover to read properly. If it's something you've scanned, it's hard to say how that's going to turn out. And, you know, before we close, if I have time today, I'll try to talk about how to create books. I mean, I'm not going to obviously be able to give you a full tutorial on it, but at least give you the, you know, the general two-minute uh, overview of it. And if you use that method, then it, it should be pretty accessible. But it is definitely going to depend on the book. Yes. Okay. I have um, so far one. Well, the last question that I will be taking before your next demo. Um, so, Restoria. Hi. I, Hi. Um, I've used Bookshare, so it will work in Apple. But it's been a while. So, could you give me uh, the website? to uh, or the tutorial on how to transfer books from other sources to uh, Apple? The easiest thing to do is to use the share option or here's the thing. It's going to depend on where you're getting that from. So if you are in Safari, if it is a web page, if it's um, 
you know, uh, something that somebody sent to you as a text message or, you know, a variety of things. There's always going to, when you double tap on it, there's always going to be a share button. And once you choose share, there will be an option that says copy to Apple Books. If you don't see that, or maybe it just says copy to books. If you don't see that in the share menu, you need to choose more because sometimes the not all the share options are seen in the main screen. So if you hit more, you'll see the rest of them. And then you want to say copy to books. If you don't see it, it's probably because it's in that more menu. Now, the other thing is sometimes if it's like emailed to you, simply double tapping it will automatically open it in Apple Books and you won't even have to go through that share cheat. So just try double tapping it. It may already open in Apple Books and import it for you. If not, just choose the share menu. What source are your books coming from? Where where do you want to import them from? I get my books from the uh, publications for the uh, Bible study and Sunday school. Most of them. So someone's sending these to you? No, I got one from like um, the Sunday school board publishing company. It's a publisher? Yes. Uh, Okay. And so it's on a website, right? Right. But, uh, uh, yeah. And there's a downloads button at the top, right? Yes? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you hit the downloads button. Okay. And Matt, does it default to books? Or would it go into her files as a download? It may go into the, if if you're getting it from Safari, it may, it depends on how they've set it up. If if it doesn't open right away, it may be downloading it into the, into the downloads folder first. Okay. So you've got what you've got on your, on your Apple iOS device. There's a files app. Yes. You've heard of this. You used it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you go to the files app and you go to the browse and you go to sources, you know, like iCloud Drive or down, you know, there and go into downloads. Yes. Okay. And then what you want to do is find it in the files app. Okay. Okay. And then under downloads. Okay. Cause that's where it's going to default to. Cause when you're on the website, it's going to, it wants to know where you want to put this thing that they're letting you download. Okay. okay. This book. Okay. Okay. Okay, so then you go into files, you go into uh, find downloads, okay, usually mm-hmm. under iCloud Drive, okay, usually. Okay, and then you op- you go to that file, you know, Bible, whatever, okay, and then um, there's a share in there, and you can share it to Apple Books. Yes, okay. Matt, am I saying this correct? Yeah, yeah, once you double tap it. It's either going to open in Apple Books automatically or it's going to have that share button that we talked about and, and say, you know, copy to Apple Books. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? It's yeah. a process, but once you learn how to do it, it becomes automatic. Okay. Thanks. Sure. Thank you. And uh, thanks, Rita, for, for picking up the slack there. I had gotten a, a message. I was trying to <laughs> correspond oh, to somebody real quick at the same time. So that was good timing like- there. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. We are going to go ahead and give you a couple quick demos here of a couple other things. To save time, I've already gone ahead and found an audio book. It is the Apollo 13 book. This is the audio version of it. I have it in both. New Apollo 13 on a bridge. Jim Lovell audio book. 0% finished in iCloud button. Okay, it's in iCloud, so it's going to probably have to download first. Apollo 13. Not probably. It will. Library. Okay, now it'll... 
but as near as Bostick and Diedrich could tell, and there you it go. could also be a relatively simple one. From a quarter of a million miles out in space, a trajectory refinement designed to aim a spacecraft 40,000 miles closer to Earth would require the barest tweak of the vehicle's engine. Now, you know, I'm going to swipe to the right. Yeah, I'm going to pause it. Actually, it does say it opened and didn't download. It must be able to do that with audiobooks. I lied to you. Not intentionally, but I guess you can... I guess you can stream the audiobooks. I didn't stream, know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I learned something today. I knew you could do that with music. Um, so it didn't start at the beginning because I was partway through this already. But I can go. Time, time, book position, 37 minutes, 55 seconds of one hour, 29 minutes. That's not the whole book, though. That's just that chapter. Down, see, how can I get to, is that, that's probably the first, that's probably the first chapter, though, I think, let's see. Time, the left time remaining, rewatch, play, the play, chapter six. Nope, it's not. So, we're going to keep going to the right. We can fast forward 15. We have, we can change the speed. We can set a sleep timer. Airplay to a, you know, a home pod or something. Table of contents. And there's our table of contents, so we can go back to the beginning of the book. Close. Apollo Gin level. Nine hours. Forty-four minutes left in book. Track one. Thirty-six seconds. Track two. Thirty-three seconds. All right. So track one. Let's start with that. Library. Now I can hit play. Time. Time. Rewind. Play. But play. Home now. And I mean, that's just the beginning of the book. But I just wanted to show... Schuster Audio presents Apollo 13 by Jim Lovell and Jeffrey Kluger. Read by Fred Sanders. And I'm guessing this is not audible because every audible book always has a very... This is audible. (laughs) Yeah. This audio program has presented by Audible. Not whatever. Yeah. So, right. All right. Let me pause that. So, anyhow, that's how easy it is to open and read an audio book. And you notice the controls are different now. I have sleep timers. I have airplay. I have uh, playback speed. Uh, you know, stuff like that. The next one I want to show you, I want to go to uh, uh, this read aloud book. I might have to sort these books by name so I can find it more quickly. That's what we'll do because right now I'm not finding what I want. I want Twas the Night Before Christmas. So let's just sort manually button recent title by title. Now I can find it as long as it's really called Twas the Night Before Christmas, which I think it is. Page 33. Page Titanic. Okay. Titanic. Titanic. New. New. There it is. Was the night before Christmas. Once upon an app. Finished book in iCloud. Button. And it says I finished it because, you know, available. I did. But. Was the night before Christmas. Once upon an app. Finished book in iCloud. Now this one will download because. Was the night before Christmas. Once upon an app. Finished book. Button. All right. It's ready. Was the night before Christmas library button this is a read aloud like rita was talking about it changes the page for you table of contents button let's go to the beginning grid the book was the night resume begin reading page five begin reading actions available selected begin reading page five selected begin snowflake 
All right. Titra foliate snowflake. It has these pictures. Holiday photo. Bookmark. But I want to go here. Brightness. Audio options. Button. Audio options. Quasi audio options. Read aloud. Heading. We're going to say. Volume. 100. Turn my pages. Switch button. Off. We're going to turn that on. Tap to toggle setting. Well, actually, we don't need it to turn the pages. Soundtrack. Switch. But I want to put. Off. I'm going to put the soundtrack on. Start reading. And I'm going to say start reading. So when I do this, it'll be a little hard to hear me for a second, but I'll, I'll only let it read for a couple seconds. But uh, the soundtrack is like the music in the background. Soundtrack. On. Start reading. Button. Was the night Library. before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Now, I don't have it set to turn the pages on its own, but... In hopes that Saint Nicholas soon would be there. I turned the page myself. Okay. And that's how easy it is. And it's great if you have kids because, as I said, this will read for you automatically. There's so much you can do with books on an iPad or iPhone. We, I'll do one more very, very rapid demo and then we'll talk about creating books and we'll take some final questions um now that i'm in the alphabetical sorting here i can find what i want the other book that i one of the other books that i have in the app uh bookstore is the introduction to human space exploration which i wrote for a space course that i created and why i want to show you this one is because it has some other interactive elements to it Introduction to Human Space Exploration, Matthew Volbrecht, 95% finished, in iCloud. One minute, four seconds remaining. It's down. seconds remaining. It's downloading. 41 seconds remaining. And this book is something like seven or 800 megabytes 35. in size because of all the interactive elements. So it's about ready. And it's going to, I'll double tap on it. 18 seconds remaining. Actions available. Introduction to human space exploration. Ten seconds remaining. Okay, so Actions we're available. We're about ready to open it up. Four seconds remaining. One second. Remaining. All right, there we go. Now it looks as though it's ready. So we're going to open it up. I have to double tap it a second time. Team, we're hosting the event. So the meal, the drinks, the evidence, everything about the evening was theirs to control. All right, they were about to lose that control. In the middle of the event, as Dr. Von Braun was delivering his presentation. Right, so we're in the book, okay? You navigate it very similarly to any of the others. But this book has not only this, it has image galleries, but it has video and audio. So, for example, I'm in a chapter right now that's talking about the launch of the very first Russian satellite, Sputnik, which kind of arguably is the thing that started the space race. And so on this page, if I swipe to the right, you'll hear audio 4.1 Sputnik audio character mode audio play button. and there's a play button. So I'm describing the Sputnik satellite. Famously, I don't know how many folks we have here who are old enough to remember this. The Sputnik satellite made a beeping sound as it orbited the earth. And that was broadcast on all the news networks and everything. I have that beeping sound right in this book. So when you're reading about Sputnik, you can just double tap and you can hear the beeping that everybody heard 
Now, there's a lot of videos in this book, and I don't know how quickly I can find the one I really want to find. So I'm just going to go to the beginning of the book because I have one right in the beginning. Let's go to the table of contents. Table of contents and glossary. And this book does have a glossary because it's a textbook. Table of contents button. So we're going to go back to the beginning. Resume button image. And I want preface. Okay. Dedication. Hey, it's before the image. dedication, actually. Maybe. I forget, but it's I'll D, find it. Okay. D, image. Page choose. I, introduction to D. Page. Image. Intro to movie. Here it Character is. Okay. Note, intro to movie. Button. This is an intro movie. Double tap to begin playing. And it's sort of a very, uh, I don't know, inspirational, at least I thought so. Double tap on it. So this is one of the first things the kids see when they open this book. And it'll talk. I won't let the whole video play. But. For all its material advantages, the sedentary life has left us edgy, unfulfilled. Even after 400 generations in villages and cities, we haven't forgotten. The open road still softly calls. Okay, so you get the idea. So the kinds of things that you can put into a book are just absolutely incredible and it's all accessible now the last thing i want to tell you again this is not going to be able to be thorough but just to give you an idea is that if you are interested in creating books whether you want to publish them or not but just you know to be able to create books you can do it right on your ipad using apple pages apple pages allows you to use standard word processing templates like the blank template to create reflowable EPUBs. And even in your reflowables, you can add video, you can add audio, you can add web video now, which was just introduced to Pages. So before your uh, digital books that you created in Pages, you had to already have the video files. Now you can embed a YouTube video into your books that you create in Apple Pages. So let me tell you, every year, I look through my Titanic book and I update it if I feel that it needs to be updated because it's so easy to do that on Apple Books. Guess what's going to be next year's edition of the Titanic book? You can only imagine. I mean, YouTube, that's just going to open a whole new wealth of resources. uh, So you can imagine what's going to be added to the Titanic book next year. And um, you can do all of this in pages. It is extremely easy to create your table of contents. It's fully accessible. And you can submit the book to the Apple Bookstore right on your iPad. I mean, it's never been easier. If we got any teachers or people who have teachers in the family out there, you guys need to be paying attention to this because it it is just so cool to empower your students to do this for themselves. And then, you know, you can, I mean, that's, you can have a published book if you so desire. So, I mean, Apple has just brought this stuff to the masses and made it truly, I think, revolutionary. Rita, do you have anything to add to all of this? Uh, no, it's a lot. It's a, I mean, you can just go into so much detail related to the power of, you know, Apple Books. It's possible. Um, and I think if people start playing with it, um, you know, they can keep these collections. Uh, and, you know, and it's, it's a great resource. So I think what we've done hopefully is given you some insight into this, maybe kind of whet your appetite for it and, you know, maybe want to learn more about it. And we are offering uh, every single week, every Wednesday um, at 3 p.m. Eastern, 
We do offer free virtual help sessions. You can join on Zoom. You can ask your questions about Apple products, whether it's what we've talked about here or anything else you want to discuss regarding your Apple devices, software, you know, apps and uh, different services and connectivity and all sorts of things like that. Now, the best way to find out more about those or to get directly in touch with me uh, or to or trainer Rita, really, or any of our instructors is to visit the website at ttjtech.net. That's Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. And there you can subscribe to the blog so you will never miss any of our announcements, but you can also get in touch. You can find out about our free sessions and our free classes. You can purchase paid one-on-one training and a whole lot more. And we post regular tips and tricks. Rita posts her excellent iDevice articles every week to the TTJ blog at ttjtech.net. And we do have a recent blog post on the rotor. So the lady who had who had asked about, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name at the moment, but... It was um, Pat. Pat, okay. So Pat had asked about the rotor. Thank you. We have a, a, a very short demo of the rotor and how to use it on there that we've actually put up recently for some other reasons. And we're going to be offering voiceover classes again for free in the fall, if that's something you're interested in. So stay tuned for all that, but make sure you visit us at ttjtech.net to learn more about all that. And again, I want to thank you for, uh, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Oh my goodness. You always bring such a wealth of knowledge to this. And I so appreciate you and trainer Rita for coming over here and just giving us, giving us all the information that we could ever possibly want on <laughs> Apple books. So we just really appreciate you. And I hope everyone, you, you all know the drill, be back here next week at three Eastern and Doug, thank you so much for streaming on the community channel. And everyone have yourselves a fantastic weekend.